so we're back with the Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. And with us again tonight is TJC. Hey, hey, hey. The Joe Cherry. It is lovely to be here. Yes. So this is two in a row, and uh, which is awesome for us. Yeah. Um, some some quick old business. Quick old. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's what Steve's nickname is. Hey, Quick old. Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not my best stuff. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, the Bengals. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that was the last podcast. That, man, that's been a little while. Yeah, been a few weeks. Blocked it out a little bit, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of all the things that uh, I feared, especially right at the end. You know that we all had, like, you know, at the beginning, we all had something typed out to celebrate with you, you know? Oh, sure. Then, and then we just had to delete it all. It was a good game. I mean, it was. objectively. It was. You know, honestly, they they could have won. Sure. Um, it just kind of didn't go well at the end. No, just Aaron Donald. Two games in a row. The guy just... Incredible. Just turned it on at the end. and So, so now I hate him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish he would have just retired. After yeah, I didn't too. have thoughts really on him before other than I'm, oh, I guess yeah. he's a good player. Yeah, I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard that... He's contemplating retirement. Yeah, right. And I don't think so. Not yeah. even. Uh, but anyway, the the Bengals had a great year. They did. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, almost any, a perfect year. Anytime you get to the Super Bowl, it's it's a success. I think, even though you know, there's only one team each year that doesn't end the game on or end the year on a loss. Right. So. Uh, yeah. And, no, it was great. I, and and looking forward, you know, you got some things to build on, and sure. maybe the Bengals will be back. Maybe we'll see. I mean, that would be exciting to have a good, you know six seven year run at you know getting to the playoffs and making noise that would be fun yeah seems like they have the tools to do it and they're young enough like we talked about to just kind of keep the pieces together so sure it'll yeah. Be. yeah and that's the challenge in the nfl is is you know keeping the pieces together with the amount of money that they have to spend yeah. because the you know the further in, into somebody's career uh the more expensive they get so you you have that opening now with burrow being cheap Correct. Uh, he's not going to be for very long. No, but, you know, obviously if he t- pans out to be what everyone thinks he is, which is, you know, the Messiah at this point, then you just pay him and you hope he does some really cool things down the road like Peyton and, and Brady that we talked about yeah. last time and takes less money in order to build a team. And you know what I mean? You hope that that's the guy that does that because that's part of why the Patriots have been so successful for so long, right? They had not only a great team and organization but the quarterback that they got was not only talented and smart but was willing to sacrifice you know it's he always took less money uh, yeah talked about that which makes me you know interestingly that i noticed a couple days ago that uh rogers with all the noise about i don't want to be here anymore signs for four more years at 50 million dollars a year wow 200 million for four years well, he came out today and said that that wasn't the number, but you know, who knows, okay. right? Yeah. But even it's got to be around there, you know, if not more, you know? Oh, I'm sure it is. And when you start, which is the, the worst thing you can possibly do as a sports fan, start breaking down dollars per game, <laughs> per quarter, per oh, pass. Yeah. Right. It, it becomes it's sickening. Ludicrous. Yeah. You know, you've got, you know, 17 games, not counting the playoffs. Okay, and if you're making fifty million dollars a year, you know, I mean, two and a half million dollars for a football game. Yeah, um, I'll take it. Uh, uh, it just I mean, it, it boggles the mind. 
two-time reigning MVP. He's, I mean, I guess he's done it four times, right? Yeah, I don't care about any of that. I, I really don't, you know? <laughs> he's won one Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as Brady and, May- and Manning, you know, are around, you know, and ex- have existed, you don't have any excuse to be that greedy. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, you know, teams don't put banners up, you know, or placards or anything for MVPs. You know, it's championships. Yeah. True. They certainly, the they certainly don't put anything up about highest paid. Yeah. Yeah. They'll definitely have to make I, some moves. I mean, it's easy for us to say, right, because we're not in that world. But I just have I've always been sort of repulsed by the notion of get all the money you can. I've, I've heard, obviously, sports agents say that. But, you know, even players in the past, have, you know, got to get that money, got to get that money. You, you deserve that money. And it's like, well. I don't relate to that, so now yeah. you now you're just sounding like the MLB owners. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, well, but uh, you guys can school a, me. It's an ugly situation, and again, what in my mind, what's happened with sports and professional sports is that the the disconnect between what the average person makes and what pro players are making is so far apart. You know, it it just it's unrelatable. You know, it's like you're talking about completely different worlds. It's you know, baseball right now. So, and the common phrase is you have billionaires arguing with millionaires. Yeah. So who cares? Right. Everyone's getting money. It's so much money and it's so ridiculous. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it's resolved. You know, I'm pretty much up on kind of what they're arguing about. Um, the, The players over the past, you know, since the last collective bargaining agreement five years ago, have lost as far as percentage of revenue from baseball and how much they get as opposed to the owners get, they've been in decline. They've right. made less and less of the total you know, pool of money and they're trying to stop that. You know? right. There haven't been the big you know, super contracts. Uh, the Alex Rodriguez contract? Yeah, the $240 million for 10 years that was 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I don't, I don't, again, I don't begrudge them their arguments, right? Fine. Like, I don't understand that world, but I get the concept that there's, everything's relative, right? And if, yeah. and if baseball is generating $10, the owners shouldn't have nine fifty. you know what I mean? They exactly. And, and that's the thing that the players are saying now is that they've been in decline with the percentage that they've gotten. And, you know, it's, it's so involved and there's so much uh, involved with it that I don't really know all the aspects of it. You know, I just, what I can read and what I can see, but they're not doing baseball any favors. They're seriously not. Yeah. It's not, not the popular sport. It used to be already. It really isn't. Yeah. And if you take away a year, it's not like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll add interest into everyone excited to have it back. You know, if, if they're gone for a full year, but I think you're right. I think it, it, it's going to hurt the, the sport even more. Yeah. There's other things that are going to pop up. Yeah, I think it will. They've, they've already decided, I believe, to have universal uh, DH. So the National League will pick up the DH. Uh, I read the that's other day. That, I think that that's always been silly. That's, that, I, it, it, I yeah. like watching pitchers that can hit, but that's so rare. It's so rare. <laughs> it's so very rare. And the purest idea of it changes the game because you can get a pitcher out of the game having him pinched hit pinched hit for uh because he can't hit right okay so you you pull a pitcher because you're in a situation where you you want to bat up to you need a hit you need a hit right I i like that argument i'm a i like baseball purist perspective but i also understand that it's 
but watch popular. You know, watch five hundred pitcher at bats and and twelve hits. It's pretty boring. It's it really is, you know. And then you start with walking the guy ahead of him because you know you'll almost want to walk the bases loaded before you allow somebody to to get a hit at the bottom of the order when you have a pitcher coming up with two outs. Yeah, you got a your eight eight hole guy hits two seventy. You know, you yeah, throw it's, it's, throw to that guy or throw to the guy that there's no way he's getting a hit. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like you know Babe Ruth or Otani comes around very often. Well, yeah, and I can't even remember the last guy. It was a Diamondbacks pitcher that was, I don't know, he hit like four home runs one year or something. <laughs> yeah, probably it, 2001 right it, against the It Yankees was after that. CC Sabathia was always a good hitter. Was he? When he was okay. in the National League. But the thing to me is that it's, it, you know, it's gone more towards an offensive game. Right. You know, the average fan today will tell you that they'd rather watch a 10-9 game than a one nothing game. Yeah especially the younger fans. Yeah. And all sports have done it. You know, whether it's basketball or football or baseball, all sports have changed towards the offense. Yeah. So I think adding the DH to the National League, at least you make it even across the board when you have interleague play, it was such an advantage for the National League teams in their home parks because they were, you always have somebody on the bench that can hit. Right. But when you have an American League team come in, the pitchers never hit. So all of a sudden, they've got to grab a bat. The other thing that I saw is that they're outlawing the shift. What? Yeah. Wait a second. So they can't. How do you do that? I you mean, just you have to have a certain number of players on one side of second base and the other oh. in the infield. So <clears throat> you can't move your third baseman to second base and play the second baseman. You know, in a I rover position. I personally really enjoy that. I thought it was silly to me that the people weren't playing their position. It's You could just put them wherever on the field. I get that, you know, you obviously want to play if someone's Jesus. pulls the ball or wherever, you know. Yeah, left, left-handed left pull hitters are just jumping up and down with joy. Well, they are. And the, the interesting thing about that to me is that when the home run became the thing, yeah. You know, and so strikeouts weren't a big deal. It used to be if you struck out 100 times a year, you, you know, you were looking for a job at Sears right. or something. <laughs> now it's the average. Right. Uh, what amazes me is that today's hitters are unable to hit the ball the other way. They refuse to. They yeah. rather hit into the shift. Yeah. When you have one guy standing between second and third in no man's land and you've got a left-handed batter up, he can't just put the bat out there and hit it to left field. Yeah. I remember that being, you know, the, the growing up thinking that most major league players are, were surgeons like that in the, in, in the, you know, at batting, you know, that they could hit it basically generally wherever they would want left, you know, sure. right, wherever. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it seems like that's not even a thing anymore. Like that's why they had the shift, right? That's why everybody wants to hit it over the shift. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's shown a, a lack of fundamentals to me. Yeah, exactly. With hitters that are unable just to beat the shift because they don't shift for every player. There are players in major league baseball that can go the other way. Oh, of course. That spray yeah. the ball around anywhere. But there are some that just can't. They refuse. And so rather than teaching the next generation of hitters to how to go the other way, they're removing the shift. Mm. 
Well, there and you go. So you have to solved. have, you know, two infielders on one side of second base and two infielders on the other side. Like I said, I like it. I think it brings it back to, you know, traditional baseball feel. I don't know. It's at least when I'm watching it, I don't I, feel I, like well, it's I think weird. it's to create more offense, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's it's to it's give pull hitters more hits. Yeah. Now everybody's going to train to be a, <laughs> a dead pull hitter. I, yeah, they were kind of going there anyway. But yeah, so uh, do they shift both ways? I only think of it from left-handy left-handers. They will put the second baseman on the third base side of second base at times, and move the shortstop into the hole for a righty. Yeah, yeah. So you see that, but it's much more common with uh, a left-hander. Yeah. And especially with a left-hander when you have a man on first, so you have the first baseman on the bag. Right. So there's a huge hole. Yeah, so. that makes sense. And Joe, by the way, a left-handy is something different. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Do you, do you sit it on is. it first, or how's that work? I forget. We can't get into are, that right are now. Are we still apologizing to Alex these days? I'd like to know We that. haven't really done anything to have to apologize for. but Which is kind of silly. Yeah. To be honest with Isn't you. Isn't he like 19 or something? He's 15. <laughs> yeah, going yeah. on 19. That guy's got yeah. a head on him. He has dropped seven F-bombs today. So <laughs> <laughs> He gets what? mad at me when I apologize in person for what, cursing. What, what do you say? Sorry, Alex. Right to his face. Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, yeah, basically. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care, man. <laughs> but don't tell my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just as long as he doesn't curse in front of his mom, he's fine. Exactly. That's always been our role. Or his little sister, because she'll tell on him in That's a heartbeat. That's true. <laughs> or any of his teachers, usually. <laughs> oh, but, but that's, that is his mom, Inside right? Inside joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. There we go. Is he, is he still doing, I guess that's a weird uh, tangent, is he still doing homeschool at yes. 15? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I haven't talked to Marie in forever. Oh, yeah. They're hey, cruising. Marie. Yeah. No, they're, they're still doing the homeschool thing. You know, the other thing that we haven't done, and of course, with the teetotaler now, uh, it's not as appropriate, but uh, buzz level. Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, the kombucha has... I mean, I'll report in. <laughs> yeah. It's not I'm, a, at a, I'm at a one. It's not a real big mystery. <laughs> Still at a one. I wake up at a 1.2, so, you know. You're high where, on life. Yeah. That's all that we know, man. It's kind of where it hovers perpetually. <laughs> well we'll have to maybe dive into that one a little bit after the podcast goes i don't know where this is ending. Yeah, i can't yeah. wait yeah <laughs> what finish <laughs> i don't know he doesn't know where he's going <laughs> nice. so okay so you know kind of what we're looking at is uh we didn't name what this uh episode was all about it was going to start off with what's new in 22 uh but we kind of missed that and we, we jumped right in jumped right into some sports stuff but honestly there's there's a lot of interesting things going on in the world right now yes uh we seem to be coming out of the pandemic a little bit uh, some of the mandates as far as masks and and i mean you know it's almost over when portland's releasing their mask mandate yeah california too yeah so things seem to be getting back closer to normal uh sporting events uh are you know, fully attended now. Right. You know, people are getting out more. Yeah. Going places, going to movies. Concerts, movies. You know, the movie industry was really put on hold, and I think it's going to take them probably a, maybe a year or two to get caught up with their production because <laughs> uh, things, you know, really stopped there for a while. Yeah. 
What's interesting is the movies that have come out that were clearly COVID productions that have super uh, restricted, you know, sets and right. cast. You yeah. know, you get all these Lone Man on an Island movies, the Tom Hanks thing on Apple. I don't know if you saw that. Um, yeah. You know, stuff like that. It, you get, it, you Hutch, can kind of, some Hitch? Hitch. I mean, no, it wasn't that. That's the Will Smith movie. That is the Will Smith Which movie. we just watched. Hutch. Good one. Something like that. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, Finch. Tom, Finch. Finch. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah, exactly. And there's, I mean, even like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they came out with a couple episodes where a couple of people were like on computer screens, like they were on vacation. Oh, right. And they'll, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. well, I wonder what happened during that. Well, they, sure. Yeah, they scrambled a lot. But, you know, honestly, there's uh, there's been some pretty good stuff that's come out. Uh, Zachary and Alex just went to the new Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah. They like it? Yeah. They but said heard, it was really good. It, I heard it's long. <laughs> it's three hours. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it, it really fits into what Zachary likes is a more dark superhero type stuff. He, you know, the, the goody two-shoe guys, you know, the Batman that's shiny and wonderful and always does the right thing. You know, he, he the prefers. The Val Kilmers. Yeah, George Clooney. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he does like the more dark stuff. So yeah. it really fit with what, he likes well my, my favorite yeah i think it's still my favorite superhero movie ever we've talked about it before is the dark knight yeah yeah you know that was that was the pinnacle for me now there have been a couple that have come out recently that are are getting up there that i maybe would have a conversation but but for the most part it's the dark knight and not batman begins is good liked it and dark knight rises is good liked it yeah, but that middle that middle one is the the Heath Ledger Joker. Heath Ledger, yeah. right? It's he hard, took it to a different level. Hard to beat that. And I haven't seen Joker or the Joker or whatever the Joaquin Phoenix. I haven't either. Join is Zach. You know, has he's obviously a fanatic when it comes to that world. But he said that he did like Batman more than the Joker. Yeah, he thought that it was better. I heard Joker was good. Yeah, and all all I've heard so far before now is that Batman was long. Yeah. Yeah, he he said he really liked it, and he liked the the guy playing uh, Batman. He put him next to Christian Bale as far as Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. <clears throat> yeah, I like him as an actor. You know, everybody kind of recoiled at first because he's the Twilight guy, but exactly. Yeah. But he's I've seen him. I miss those, which he <laughs> hates. Too. By the way, that that's I'm sure his. But he's he doesn't have to hate it anymore because he got famous for it and. He's been in several other movies. I've seen a couple of little independent movies with him in it that he's very good. He's an excellent actor for yeah. sure. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of going back even to the, the pandemic scene when it comes to movies and shows that come up, there's actually a new movie called the bubble <laughs> that's coming out. Oh, nice. I think it's on Netflix or Hulu, something like that. But it, uh, it's solely about a movie production during the pandemic. Oh. And that they're like one of two movies that are being made at that time. It's got Fred Armiston in it and oh. a whole, he's <laughs> like the director. Yeah. Um, um, there's actually quite a few popular actors that I can't name cool. off right now, but it looks funny. Yeah. It's you know, interesting to think of how the movies will play off of this time period, you know, and those things and kind of utilize that as a, just a new, um, new scene, you know, that they can play off of. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, having kids, of course, I have seen mostly kid movies for the most part. Not mostly, but plenty of. 
Encanto. Yeah, we saw Encanto. I like that. You know, Disney movies and Pixar movies are always going to be solid. Yeah. They're, you're never going to walk out going, well, that sucked. Because well, they played never. with everyone too, you know. Yeah, they're just they're yeah. they use the for, they're formulaic and they but they use the tried and true formula and then they just kind of twist on that and it's always very good and sometimes amazing. So yeah, Encanto and can't remember off the top of my head what else came out kid wise, but it was yeah. good. Yeah, well, it's interesting because with people not going to theaters as much, the streaming aspect of of new productions really took off. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out while people are starting to go back to movies. Right. And, you know, there isn't that same, you know, if, if you go to a movie, you're going to die type of right. thought process. <laughs> but Yeah, that was uh, harrowing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, how will that all sort itself out with the, the streaming, yeah. you know, as opposed to going to theaters? Uh, how many theaters actually have closed? You know, there's just, it, it'll, it's going to take, I think, a year or two for that to really sort itself out totally. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I think it is going to be weird to, and, and, and fun to, to see where it goes if it does continue. Because, I mean, personally, I, I have most of the streaming services, so it's not too much of a big deal. But, you know, there's that, you know, there's someone that doesn't have Netflix or one service or the other, and there's an awesome movie with your favorite actor coming out. And, well, you have to get that streaming service to get that movie instead right. of just going and spending 10 bucks to 12, whatever it is. T- Jesus, go, what is this? 1993 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to go and watch the movie, you know, and just have to do that one time service. So I personally, as much as I don't not affected by it too much, I, I w- hope that it goes back to most movies coming out in theaters, at least the big ones. And well, know, I agree with that, Steve. Did you, I would imagine, I know the answer to this. How do you feel about movie theater going experience? Has it changed at all because of, you know, your perspective since the pandemic? Hey. Not, not during, obviously, during. Yeah, perspective. Oh, there we go. Oh. Wow. Bring it back. Nice. Kombucha. Actually, no. Um, I like going to the theater. Uh, it, it is a totally different experience than sitting at home no matter how big your screen is, but having the option of going in the middle of the afternoon. So you're not going into a theater that's just packed. Right. You know, I, I still enjoy the theater experience as do I. That's what, yeah. And I feel just as much that way. I like, yeah, now that I've considered the, the kind of the COVID pandemic over when it comes to that, I'm not, I don't think about it when I go to the theater. Right. And a lot of the theaters, I mean, that I go to, and I'm sure that a lot of people choose to go to are the ones that maybe have the reclining seats, oh, yeah. right? And the bigger, oh, yeah. bigger seats. So you're not jam packed with, you know, four pe- people within five feet of you. Well, in the, yeah, the, the big tall guy that's sitting in front of you and you can't see <laughs> half the screen. Yeah. That's usually those days, you. Those days are gone. Yeah. Thankfully. Uh, those went away years ago. Yeah. With stadium seating. Stadium seating yeah. first. And then the, you know, the reclining seats. God, you remember the, the gradually sloping tiny chair, hard plastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Pollock theater is still that, right? No, they, yeah. they upgraded it. Finally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Tempe theater. Yeah. yeah. You know, the dollar theater yeah. used to be called. Yeah. Now it's four fifty, I think. Yeah. Still cheap. Cheaper than gas. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, again, there's a lot of really good stuff that's streaming. Yeah. You know, Adam, you were talking about a movie that comes out on a particular uh, streaming service. But what about a, a particular series? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Love Ted Lasso. I didn't, and that's on Apple. I was mad that I couldn't watch it until I realized 
I knew somebody. Yeah. Um, but well, and that's the other thing. And hopefully nobody from the streaming services is, is listening. No. Nope. And I think we're pretty safe there. Yeah. Cause I don't know who does, but anyway, uh, it is nice when you can get multiple yeah. devices so you can, you know, I mean, all the streaming services you mentioned, you have most of them. There's a couple you pay for, and there's a couple that I pay for. There's a couple that other yeah. people pay for. Yeah, we do the same. And so you just share. Right. And so you're not paying a ridiculous amount. And I think that the streaming services are doing just fine with that model. <laughs> I think so. I know that they really, uh, the first one I noticed to cut back was the, the NFL or the NBA. NBA. The NBA. We used to be able to get four guys together and all four watch the, the game. Then they cut it down where it's just one device yeah. can have the game on. Yeah, that's the same price. The NFL is that way too with the ticket and it has been since they made it available, you know, on different devices. Um, You know, I mean, it's just greed, man. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I'm always for people making money on their products, so I don't, you know, I don't mind. But I'm glad that, that, uh, you know, the other streaming services, you know, Hulu and Netflix and, and those, at least to give you, I think it's like four devices. Yeah. So the chances of, of four people being on at any one given time. It's slim. And, and I still pay for cable. You know, I'm looking at that as what's tied to the cable is, you know, the Paramount Plus. Mm. I get that for free. Mm. And there's some really good things on there. HBO Max. Yeah. You know, everybody gets that because I have HBO and mm. on the cable and Pac-12 network. So there's actually quite a few things that, that I get that we would have to either figure out a different way to get. Yeah. But you can, but yeah, yeah. they have yeah. different packages with different things. I mean, you can, you know, put ESPN together with Hulu and Spotify with Hulu. Yeah, that's starting to happen, man. I wrote a thing on <laughs> what passes as a blog that no longer exists anymore, but I wrote a thing four years ago that talked about the streaming services and how they were going to just re, you know, conglomerate and, yeah, and, it would it was just going to come all back together you know everything split up right cable was being you know really destroyed by all these individual streaming services and that but then they started i just saw the writing on the wall they're just going to get packaged back together by somebody i speculated it would be like google or facebook or something like that would yeah. would create a platform for all the different streaming services and then like 10 seconds later smart tvs came out and i kind of thought that was it and you know but anyway yeah that's you're right. There, there's different things you can do to bundle. and Well, there's a big push now. I actually was looking at it the other day of YouTube TV. There was an ad on right when I got here. Yeah. And I still don't know what it is. So it's basically live TV. They have all the networks. They have a lot of the you know, so-called cable channels. They have like close to 70 channels. And you can add, you know, an HBO, you can add, you know, a few of the premium things. And then they also advertise that they have unlimited DVR. Mm. And you can have, with one subscription, you can have four devices on it. And each one has its own unlimited DVR. Yeah. And it's $80 a month. Yeah, so then you'd whack that up four ways is the idea, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... That's not bad. I mean, I, I pay for Sling, which is very similar. You know, you just pick your package, your premium channels you want, has all the main channels that you need through cable, but there's only one stream, you know, so. Yeah, we did Fubo it, for a little while, which is similar. Yeah. 
you know, get live. That's how we originally started to get live sports and stuff like that because we don't have. No, I actually have used that too, but I'm uh, I was sharing that with somebody else in Oregon, actually. Yeah. And uh, they, it, it was more if I was using the same type of streaming device as them, then we couldn't. But if I was using an iPad and they were on their Xbox, it was fine. We could each stream. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, a li- it's a little quirky. Yeah. What I understand, the YouTube subscription gives you, uh, if you have a, a smart TV or like a Fire Stick, so each TV has its own, you know, if you have two TVs in your house or three or whatever, each one has its own DVR and each one has its own streaming. I got you. So you can watch whatever you want on each one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So then if you were, you could easily use your four devices if you're a big family in a house that has four TVs. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Instead of, you know, sharing it with your. Now with my cable. Degenerate I, son. I have two boxes. <laughs> And they share information. Right. So, and I have like a thousand hours that you can record, but I pay like $5 a month for each one. You know, it, I mean, it adds up to like $135 a month. Right. For my cable. So I'm looking to lose some of that. Yeah. I mean, you can just do it. But it, it, it's nice in the fact that I can start watching a movie in the living room and decide, oh, okay, I'm going to watch the rest of it in my bedroom. So I can, you know, pause it, go into the bedroom and start I mean, it that's, up again. That's the case with any, like a Netflix or a Hulu or anything like that. If you have the, it set up on multiple TVs and you're, you're signed in as your, your whatever. account, yeah. it talks about you. And it, right. No, and it just yeah. goes wherever you right. go. Yeah. The, the streaming part of it, but I wonder about the DVR part of it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's totally shared. Well, I know, I know with everything within it your is. stream. So it could be. I, be. I don't know that it doesn't. I'll be watching something in here, and then you know we'll go somewhere, and you know it's a game or again something maybe I've recorded, and I want to pick it up on my phone, you know, while I'm in Driving. the passenger yeah. seat. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, then <laughs> riding your bike I'll, and I'll smoking. To, yeah. yeah. You've got it projected up on the windshield while eating. Um. So you know, I mean, there are ways, you know, yeah. to get around that as well. Yeah. It's all about finding the rights. Yeah, I don't know that works for you. I, you know, I don't watch enough TV anymore to have you know figured out the very best way to handle all the myriad of ways that you can do TV now. So yeah, we just kind of do what we do, and it seems to work for us. So well, and that's the thing. You know, you can you can do whatever uh, with so many options. You know, it used to be that you had one option. You I know. know you could either have an antenna or you could get cable. Right and you would, you know, pay for whatever was available. But now you have so many options that you can, you know, virtually. It's uh, overwhelming. My kids have no idea. Well, yeah. They just have no idea what it's, uh, no matter how many stories I tell them about physically turning the antenna outside on the outside of the trailer. Yeah. They don't get it. No. <laughs> they just have a different perspective. That's true. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Okay. So, uh, speaking of entertainment, i have a few things that I found were interesting that were coming out this year. Ooh, some shows. Yeah. Um, one we've already watched. Uh, Adam hasn't yet, but the uh, Lee child reacher character, the redemption story, Amazon, uh, came out with, uh, the reacher series, eight episodes, they hour long. Yeah. Based on, uh, his first book, the killing floor, the killing floor. 
Okay. Uh, so anybody who knows Reacher, well, first they probably have seen it, but has read and had read the books and not yet seen it, but has seen the Tom Cruise <clears throat> abominations. You know, this no. is this is the apology and then some. Yeah, this is done right. This is what the books represent. I thought it was very well done. Uh, I loved the the guy playing Reacher. Uh, you know, I I just I, I, the whole sense of the show was what I got from listening to the books. Yes. You know, like, the audio books that I listen to. And it's a very serious role. For, is, it, does he, is there a comedic side to uh, it? Very little. Because that actor, you know, that I've Blue, seen in the past. Blue Mountain State. Yeah, whatever, he's just, yeah. you know, he's been goofy. He's been, you know, not a serious kind of role, I guess, in that no, sense, it's, right? it's a dramatic series. There right. is, there's every once in a while little nods and winks and things like that. And, right. Lighten it up every once a little bit, and they do a pretty good job of that, frankly, uh, when they need to. And the the rest of the casting, I thought, was pretty good. Yeah, you know, with anything like this, and especially your first season, you're going to have a few, you know, people that aren't the best. Oh, kinks. <laughs> a little, you know, some people just aren't great, and some maybe they weren't directed great. Maybe they, you know, whatever. They their lines weren't written with as much depth as the main five characters. But I mean, it's great. It's, I I was very pleased with it, and I refused to watch the Tom Cruise thing because it just flies in the face of of what the books are. There were two, and yeah. I watched the first one, and it wasn't good. We've no. discussed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but this was excellent. I agree. I thought Rich and uh, Alan Richson is the actor's name, and he's he does an excellent job. I heard an interview with him right before. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about it and he actually went and read all the books. Right. And became a fan and was super excited, even more so, obviously, just beyond getting a great job. <laughs> he was really excited. He became a super fan and, and felt the pressure of delivering the, the right tone. Seems like that he was able to do that probably because of that. Probably helped. Yeah. He, I mean, he nailed it. I well, yeah. You get a real sense that the one thing about the books, they are very consistent. Yeah. Um, that's kind of towards the towards the end of the the run that I listened to, and I think there's 24 books, and there's some that are kind of like okay, you know, it's he, he randomly shows up someplace, he randomly gets involved with helping somebody, he randomly finds a girl, sleeps with her, and he randomly beats the crap out of everybody, and uh, and saves the day. How many times can you do that? Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like it's going to be uh, three, four seasons. I mean, have max. you seen James Bond? <laughs> That's true. That's an excellent point. No, and yeah, I, I don't think that that there is a real total limitation on it because there are some variations to the book. Uh, one of the things that uh, I saw an interview with Lee Child, and he talked about the fact that the number of episodes needs to be in the eight range, you know, and not expanding it because. All of the, if you're doing it based on one book, all of the uh, locations are pretty limited. Yeah. How many times can you walk down the street of a small town? Sure. And, and so they've really given that some thought. The other thing is, you were talking about Richson? Alan Richson, I think. Is Richson, that, I okay. Think, yeah. uh, anyway, he's, I, I saw an interview with him where he talked about his audition. And he said his audition was really difficult because like the first six minutes of the audition, he doesn't speak. Oh, really? They just had him look? Well, it's the start of, you know, the the very start of the series. The first episode is, you know, he gets off the bus and he walks into town and... He doesn't say a word. Doesn't say a word. And he sits down and to have a piece of pie and then they arrest him and take him to interview him and all this kind of stuff. And it's just the look that he has, this kind of defiant, 
you know, who are you? What do you want? Type of look. And that was his audition. Wow, that's funny. And, I didn't know and that. he he said, yeah. He goes, it was really really difficult, you know, because you you want to audition, you want to perform, right? So, uh, but Lee Child was talking about him and saying that he just nailed it. He he knew in the in the first minute that that's his guy. Nice, nice. Well, he got it right. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the biggest shows on Amazon. Uh, I've, I think, yeah. It's pretty good, and and so my wife obviously never read the books, and she watched it with me, and we blew through it like in three or four days. We just powered right through it, and uh, she thought it was good. She, yeah. you know, she's not. I'm smiling ear to ear because because yeah. they got it right, and I, you know, I'm nervous going into it. Of course, like oh yeah. man, and just each episode, I was just so happy. But she she seemed to enjoy it quite a bit. Hmm. Well, I think the production value, the storyline itself, there's. There's a little bit of gore in it, you know. There where they, certainly is. <laughs> where they kind of really show some, what, some stuff. what's happening to some people. Uh, but it's it's not done in a way that, that it's, it's disturbing. Yeah, you know, it borders on, you know, I'm about to look away. Now, okay, they're done. It, feel, moved it, on. Felt, it felt necessary. Yeah. It felt it like did. it was important to, to really... Because it was part of the story. It wasn't just gratuitous. Well, I feel yeah. like in, with, that, with gore, I mean, you, there's a line, right? They, like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, where you, you're, you're going to show it, but it's not overplayed. And I think that's, that's yeah. nice to know that they, they you know, did it right. It got a, oh, about, out of everybody, and then, yeah, moving on. Yeah, then they off to the next scene. Okay, one of the other things that's coming out this year, uh, speaking of audiobooks that I've listened to and series, uh, the Bosch series, which I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, Titus Welliver playing Harry Bosch. Another excellent casting. Excellent casting. I thought that the, the run of that series, Michael Connelly books, was done very, very well. And they're actually doing a spinoff oh. of that on uh, an, you know, another streaming service now, IMDb, uh, Bosch Legacy. Hmm. And it, it kind of goes where the books have gone now, where uh, Harry Bosch is retired because at the end of of the Bosch series, uh, he retired, turned okay. in his badge. And so now he's kind of a private detective working for Honey Chandler. And so they've done this spinoff. Oh, interesting. So that'll be fun. That's on, supposed to be out either the summer or in the fall. On IMBD, huh? IMDB. IMDB. IMDB channel. <laughs> it's okay. So, so they, I don't think we have that one, so we'll have to yeah. figure that one out. I didn't know they were doing a streaming thing. I didn't either. Yeah, yeah I... I just heard a little bit about it, but this is the first actual show that I know that's, mm. you know, they're saying it's going to be on. Interesting that Amazon isn't doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the story is. I don't know that. how any of that works. Uh, another series that we loved, we actually did a total podcast on this particular series that's, they're bringing it back for a short run is Justified. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Justified. What's it called? What's the subtitle? It's like, uh, murder at dawn or something <laughs> it's not yeah that. so basically it's set eight years after the original series has ended uh Raylan lives in miami because at the end of the series he was right. heading back to miami be with his daughter right right yep. and Dennis. he's still a u.s marshal and a part-time father uh but he's drawn to detroit on a case so it's it's going to be Rayland in detroit you know so he's out of his element uh chasing down a bad guy yeah i mean i think that that's been uh, honestly, a big part of the series is the fact that he knows everybody, you know, and he's he's the insider. Right. When he went back to Kentucky. Right. He's the one that like, you know, they all 
I mean, even uh, when they were in Florida, I believe, for part of that series. That yeah, about eight minutes of the first episode. Oh, was that what it was? Okay. Yeah, that's when he gunned down the guy. Gave him 24 hours to get out of town. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it by now, there's no hope for you. But that's a, it's a, one of the greatest opening scenes of a series ever. That that whole episode. Yeah. Boyd Crowder. Yeah. You know, with the rocket launcher and. Oh yeah. It's yeah that I went back and watched the first episode again the other day, and I almost got sucked into just just watching the series. Just again. watching the series. It's again. so good. And Boyd's it. It was I right in saying that Boyd's going to be back in that series? That's it's still up in the air. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's obviously I don't, it's and, Raylan. So do they say who else? Anything for sure? No, I haven't seen anything for sure. And my issue with that is okay. How do you get the too many of the Kentucky boys to Detroit? Nah, I don't think you bother with that. You know, we're not going to see Dewey Crow. I, I, he might have even died, right? I don't yeah. remember. No, but I don't know. No, you have to just put Raylan somewhere and have him deal with what's going on there. Right. I don't. I. Don't, I mean, it would be lovely to have Boyd back. Boyd would be the one I would really like to yeah. see. You know, well, maybe that, call on him to come and be part of. You know, he knows the underworld somehow or something. I don't know. Or right. he just needs a guy that he can trust, or so, you know that the reluctant teaming or something like that. Well, would that's be. when they always kind of were these you know loving adversaries. Yes. You know, because they dug coal together. Correct. And once you dig coal with somebody. That's it. That's a deep connection that yeah. cannot be. You, you know. always love the, yeah. I mean, like, even with the crows, I thought that they did a very good casting of all of those guys. Oh yeah. That, that you know, that played well off of him. Yeah. Timothy. Oh, man. I mean that whole show, the justified show with it being his childhood. I mean that, that's going to be hard to, you know, you're putting him somewhere else and he's a compelling character, but the, that show worked so well because of everybody else and yeah. it being his hometown and him knowing most of the people, if not all of them that were, that he well, was. Yeah. I, I loved when they, you know, they, they map quest didn't tell you how to get back in the hollers. Yeah. Right. You know, I can't, I, they're all, the other marshals are trying to map quest things to figure out how to go find this address and all this. And no, it's not. No, no. You, you just have to know how to get there. Yeah. Exactly. That'll be fun. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, me too. Okay, there's uh, the other one that I, I was looking at was House of Dragons, uh, which is supposed to be this fall, and that's a Game of Thrones prequel. Right. Interesting. Is it going to go back and, and look at, uh, what is it, the Targaryens? Yeah. Yeah. So it's 300 years before, and it's the Targaryen story, and all I saw is Naomi Watts is the only big name that's really tied to that's it. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, so they're going to go back and the Targaryen Civil War or something. and huh. I mean, she's no Sean Bean, but... Yeah, <laughs> but who is? <laughs> I mean, there were no big names No, when that series started. No, there it wasn't. Made, no, nobody knew them. who any of them were. No, except for Sean Bean. There was like, yeah. oh, yeah, the guy from uh, The Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... And uh, what else was he in? Boondog Saints, something like that. Yeah. A couple things. He's a short-lived character. Yeah, yeah, right. And then it's like, oh, he's oh, and he's the main guy. Cool. Well, oh, let's like, settle yeah. in for seven seasons of following this guy around. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Ned Stark going to take us? We sure do like him a lot. Oh, no. Your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, he's gone, but now we've got a new favorite, and we're going to, oh, no. It was every week with that show. Yeah. He started to get terrified to like anybody. Yeah, it it was crazy. That was quite a wild ride, the the whole Game of Thrones thing. Oh yeah. It was 
It was what Walking Dead wanted to be so bad, but wasn't, in my opinion, pulling off. They just no. they they would shock you each week. Yeah, they being Game of Thrones, and you seem to like it, <laughs> even when they killed your favorite, you know, character. Yeah, being such a big Walking Dead fan, um, I definitely felt that you know that was a big part of the beginning. You know, that drew people in sure. was the shock factor at times that they did lose a great character every couple episodes. It I seemed know. like someone was going down. Um, they lost that for a while. I still don't, I still am like waiting for that to almost come back. I'm Is still it, watching it. It's still happening? Yeah, it's, it's in the final. Final season, yeah, I the, think. It's the second part of the final season. Oh, okay. Whatever happened to like The Walking Dead LA or whatever? There's a couple of, there's like three or four spinoffs. They Is have, there? you know, The Walking Dead Beyond, which was, I think, uh, um, following some younger kids through mm. that to the time period or through that world. And then they had, uh, Oh, man, the Fear the Walking Dead. That's what I'm thinking of. Which yeah. had, you know, a couple of the characters that kind of almost like left the Walking Dead and then got brought back into this other series. Mm. So, yes, I have not watched any of the spinoffs, oh. being, which is weird, being such a big fan that I have watched every episode. I did it for a few seasons. I made it to five, I think. I didn't, I, I came late to it, you know, so I didn't see the early seasons. Oh, they but were the best. you guys were, you and, and Zachary were watching it, so I started watching it. Yeah. And I think it was, I don't know, maybe season three or something that... That was a good one. <laughs> that, that I started watching. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. You know, the whole prison thing and, yeah. you know, some of, some of the other stuff. But what annoyed me is it just got so slow for me. Hmm. And when, what's his name? Negan. Negan came in. That's when I bailed. And... and you know, killing off most of my favorite characters. Yeah. You know, with a baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped oh, around it. Oh, Lucille. Yeah. Lucille. And I tell you, you know, I just, okay. And Joe, you and I have talked about this yeah. a lot over a period of time, talking about villains. And if you make a villain so bad, their end has to match the evil that you've created with them. Yeah. Otherwise, there's an unbalance in you know, it just, it's, it'll be very unsatisfying, which yeah. is, you know, and I know that you, this isn't necessarily where you, you would have liked it to go again. There's not really a way to, you know, that was your problem. It, even if you kill that character, you know, you can't justify what he did. Well, they've, they went the opposite way with it, oh, you know, and, and that's what I saw happening, making him almost like a, a, a character that everyone enjoys a lot. I saw that happening. I saw that, you know, cause it wasn't right then that I stopped watching. I watched it for at least another season or two. Yeah. And of course they had the war between Negan's army and, and Rick's kind of in Rick's group. And, and it's, it's, it was push and shove and nothing was really happening in my mind. Yeah. Uh, and then I could see that they're taking Negan and giving him justification for the things that he did. Yeah. Creating a sympathetic villain. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, with the way that you brought him in and to now try to sell me on the fact that he is a nice guy mm -hmm. or he's somehow redeemable yeah, <laughs> in yeah. any way at all. It, I don't want to go there. Yeah. I don't want that ride. Yeah. You I, know, I'm sorry. The way that you did it, you could have done it different ways of bringing his character in. Yeah. You know, and, and even with some of the, the people dying, you know, that are your favorites, because that's been apparently part of the show from the very beginning. Yeah. 
But the way that they did it and the way that they created his character and the way that he handled himself. Such evil. Just beyond evil. Yeah. And, you know, I I could see where it was going and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not on board with this. So I'm going to watch something else. It's even going far enough to say, you know, they're actually going to be creating a spinoff with Maggie and Negan. Oh, fun. I don't even. Yeah. So, See, yeah. That, so I got, that, that I got off the bus. <laughs> I got off the, uh, off the bus at the right time yeah. before it went over the cliff. I have less confidence in the human race after that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> That's what uh, that show did for me. It made me bummed to be a person. <laughs> I just. Well, and that was, was the thing. That. You know, it also got away from the, you know, survivors against the zombies. Oh, 100%. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then that, it, it, no it, longer that. Then it, yeah, it, it, the, the zombies were kind of an afterthought. They, they were, were the a set. weapon. <laughs> they were the setting. They were the weapon used by one group against the other group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just, it's like, okay. I do feel uh, like it's an afterthought at this point. It's just part of the world. They did in. that pretty quick. They did that when they brought in, they really did it big time with the governor in like season yeah. four or three yeah. or whatever that was when they brought him in that, in that town and all that whole situation. That was when they, then it really shifted to being people against people. Yeah. And see, you know, if it were me, okay, I'm heading to, to the coast and I'm finding a boat and a little bit of gas and I'm going to Catalina. Yeah. You know, and you just kill whatever zombies are in Catalina and you know, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's definitely taken a, a, a turn into, you know, where there's somewhat of a civilization again. And, oh, yeah. And there's a way, you know, there it's like, do we trust it? Do we not? So, I mean, it's completely well, that's people, interesting. you know, and then again, you know, they're kind of the outlying thing is, oh, oh yeah, but there's zombies, you know, on the yeah. outside of all of that. I saw a, a trailer clip or something for the new season and yeah. it killed me that is all of a sudden there's stormtroopers the commonwealth yeah whatever there's a bunch oh, of people and that's the ci- that's that civilization yeah, yeah okay basically so they're yeah they all have you know they all were able to find really nice clean star wars yeah wait they're you literal stormtroopers yeah they, well they have no, they have the stormtrooper gear on they have Nuh-uh. like nah, oh, yeah. it's kind esque you know it's <laughs> all right it no. is come <laughs> on yeah. yeah, I guess we'll take a look at the image and then they maybe got you guys like can 10, see it. Ten thousand plus people within their civilization, I think. So you know, they could have found some sort of okay. What are they factory, called? The Commonwealth. All right, you talk amongst yourselves. I got to get to the bottom of this. I'm, Alex and I. It's Alex has gotten uh, the AMC Plus, so he's yeah one episode ahead of me. That, that's the the plus part of getting. AMC is you can actually l- watch the episode that isn't even released yet on TV. Oh, is it one one okay. one ahead? So he's he's always texting me the weekend. You know, after I watch one episode, he's like, "Oh man, the next one though, oh, so interesting." Oh, they do look like stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny, or like uh, something out of GI Joe. Yeah. So. I just saw it quickly, so it yeah. just it looked exactly like stormtroopers. It's very similar. Very similar, yeah. Absolutely. Right. But you know, one of the other things that's uh talking about stuff that's coming out now, uh some of the Star Wars shows. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I have yet to watch the Boba Fett. <laughs> okay. Well then we're not gonna get very far. I've seen it all. Yeah. And I have questions. 
for anyone listening who likes both The Mandalorian, and I'm probably talking to Zachary mostly, and Boba Fett. I'd be interested. Zachary, I'm sure, has seen it. Have you yeah, seen it? Yeah, we watch it together. You, both of it? Yeah. Or both of you? I don't get the. I don't get it. I'm, I apologize. I'm not trying to be glib or or uh, contrary to what's popular. Uh, the Mandalorian. I I saw a little bit of why people liked it. I caught it caught me off guard with what it was, and then when I got used to it, I was able to sort of embrace it. Yeah. But the with Boba Fett. I I mean, is it? Are we? Am I not in on the joke or something? Because it's pretty bad in my opinion. <laughs> well, I, you know, I I haven't watched it, but I've read some things, and I know that. I, they, one of the things that I read that was it made a lot more sense to everybody when you realize that Boba Fett was like the villain or something like that. Like in the show, it made him, I, I don't, again, I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing that they made him seem like he wasn't or that he was a good guy trying to go and do these things or fight for the good side or whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe but, that's part of it is you, but can, near the you end, can tell yourself whatever you want about it because it was not clear in my mind. But Steve, you tell me. Well, I understand what you're saying, and and yeah, that's that's true. I mean, Boba Fett in the movies was particular character as a bounty hunter, yeah, you know, and working for Jabba, and yeah, generally regarded as a bad guy, yeah, pretty much a bad guy, and and kind of the theme of that series was he's still a bad guy. He wants to take over the underworld, sure. On Tatooine, um, he has a connection to the Sand People, yeah, uh, dances with wolves type thing, right? You know, so he. He gets, you know, basically saved by them and sees the structure of, of their society mm-hmm. and they teach him things and all of that. So it's kind of a backstory. The thing about Star Wars is you also have like the Clone Wars and you have, there's so many other things that, you know, people that, that uh, it's kind of like Batman that there's, if you, you have to read the comics to sure. really understand the depth of all of the different yeah. variations and all the different lack of a better term, university, um, universes, yeah, universes. And you know, it, it's, if you're just watching Boba Fett, you may not catch all the subtleties that somebody who is really into it. Yeah. Can see. Fine. I, I, I can and grant so, that. Right. And, and I've had to accept that too, because I haven't watched all the things, but I just, I just mean like from a story, from an acting, from a, <laughs> I, I, will, I don't want to just bash on it, but uh, it's hard not to for me. I'm a dick. Sorry, Alex. The Yeah, the acting, the guy that plays Boba Fett isn't the greatest actor no. ever. You know, he, and he's not, but they're kind of stuck with him because he was in the original movie and he's available. Right. So I, I understand what you're saying with that, and I, and I agree. Uh, I thought that The Mandalorian was better. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed The Mandalorian. I mean, I watched the whole thing. Like Grogu I, made I it. find myself... I found myself like looking forward to watching it for some reason. And then I'd watch it and I'm like, dang, that was not very good. <laughs> and then I'd <laughs> the well, next week would come and I'd, you know, maybe part of it is that, you know, they released it once, you know, I've watched it as it was released. I didn't binge it. You know, I didn't wait and then binge. Right. And then the, the next thing to come out is, uh, Obi-Wan. I'm looking forward to that. And that's Ian McGregor. So you're not going to have the same problem with actor, the acting not being that good. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, the Star Wars universe has turned very good actors into... Uh, <laughs> he was always good when he played Obi-Wan. He was. He was. Even though those movies were horrible. They were so bad. He was very good. He was. Natalie Portman, who has an Oscar, was terrible. <laughs> was terrible. Exactly. And, and yeah. The, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson was not good. 
I mean, if you can make him look bad, my God. Yeah. I mean, I, although I really do, uh, Jimmy Smith was, yeah. Enjoy him being Mace Windu, even though he wasn't like the best Ah, actor for him. I was fine with that. It was fun to see him. It's hard to see Samuel L. Jackson pop up in the star Wars universe (laughs) verse without going, Hey, it's Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but I've enjoyed those, you know, I've enjoyed the spinoffs. Yeah, I mean it, it. It gives you something to watch, you know, kind of a series to watch because I like the the idea of Star Wars and not having to wait four years for a movie. Right, I do too. I uh, obviously I watched it, and I'm a fan of Star Wars. I grew up. I mean, my generation was the Star Wars generation. I would say, you know what I mean. It's first one came out when I was four years old. Yeah, uh, I. I mean, I. I'm I'm excited for it, but I guess with how the other series have gone, maybe a little worried. Like you said, you know, I mean, hopefully it's hopefully it's great, but most people like it. So I recognize I'm in the minority. Most people like as most, long as most you people know. loved the Mandalorian, and I thought it was okay, but like pretty cringy in parts. And then everyone seems to like Boba Fett not as much, but still likes it quite a bit. And I, man, I thought it was almost all bad. And then there's the next one. I think after that, I. Well, I think it's the next one, but uh, Osaka is going to be right. the the next one with Rosario Dawson. Okay, as cool. that's you know. that Jedi's name is yeah. Osaka. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't she's watch actually. Any of the she's stuff. in one of the Mandalorian episodes. Is she? Yeah. yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, she has the things. Yeah, I remember. The, I mean, the I horns. And I know she was right. part of one of the animated series, right? She had a yeah. big part in like right. Uh, I don't know whatever. which one that was. Yeah. It's um, Clone Wars or. And it I didn't was watch it, it was the Clone Wars. Clone Wars. I didn't watch any of those. Yeah, so. she was like the main Jedi in that series oh, okay. that they kind of followed her path, and obviously Anakin and Obi Wan. But you know, she was Anakin's Padawan. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Right. Yeah. I don't know how long we've been talking. It's, so I do. I can tell you. But I also. Oh, you know what? The best part of it was with a full circle moment uh, of Boba Fett was. Uh, the with timothy oliphant oh yeah as the marshal oh yeah (laughs) the same character same exact character you know so it's deadwood justified it's that plus about five minutes is that including the no start no 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 no. okay yeah well i think we're about ready to wind it down then yeah uh i don't know that we made any sense with anything we talked about a lot of different things but and we never really do and that's the point what the heck that's why we do this it is so we can talk and and uh, get through some things, I guess. Yeah. Just We're just trying to help other people get through their lives. And when they listen to this, they know that their lives aren't that bad. That's right. Right. It's kind of like watching Boba Fett. You know? <laughs> it's like, all right, it's something at least. It's at least it's something. <laughs> Somebody seems to like it. Yeah. Uh, Don't know what they see in it, but it's it's out there. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, TJC, thank you. Yeah, man. I love it. Of course. And of course, if you guys want more, there'll be more perspectives later. Obsession, money can't help you see the light. In the end, you can't buy a 
yourself a Porsche when you're dead Well, mama said that I don't gotta be part of the world to truly love Pray for a difficult life to live and rise above it This is the time I'm asked, so let's be tasted So let's do everything we can before I of today point them out to me so i can come and join their rate we'll walk around this land with open hands looking for change we'll want to understand this progression we have at hand humanity is killing wheat for this we will not stand i say let's progress in good contest make conference then love our best our onslaught of love will be at an all-time high crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines our love that makes no sense we who spend love at no expense we are a force of passion creating a new faction taking action working hard just for the satisfactions with the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight because our light is in their eyes ladies and gentlemen we are the skies don't remain mystified by their lies and trust us for we will teach you how to be true teach you how to speak the truth but we stand here and listen to for love is the spark and we are its tender We are the good ones, the good ones of today We're sending 